Welcome to Convention Pulpit, Wesleyan Voices, Past and Present, brought to you through the Ministry of Inner Church Holiness Convention. Visit our website for an entire library of great sermons and more information on this ministry, www.ihconvention.com. While this particular voice may be new to the convention pulpit, it is not a new voice to the holiness movement. Monty Mahoney has been preaching the gospel up and down the land for well over half a century. In 1991, he preached this message at the God's Bible School and College annual camp meeting, and he titled it, The Keeping, The Keeper, and The Kept. I know you're going to enjoy this excellent sermon. Take for granted the heritage of holiness that has been passed on. I don't want to lose the fire. Hallelujah! On an afternoon service, it's all right to say amen and praise the Lord and glory to God and hallelujah. It's in order. We appreciate you being here this afternoon service, and I trust that you have come to worship God in spirit and truth. A lot of things I've never been able to understand. You park your car on the driveway, and you drive on the on the parkway, and on a Sunday or in the afternoon service, people get sleepy when they normally don't take a nap in him. But it's an afternoon service, and it's warm, and the preacher's long-winded and dry. You never heard anything so long-winded and dry, an afternoon service. But I trust this afternoon we'll just pull our feet right up under the table and just let God speak to our heart as He only can speak to us today. My, we appreciate that wonderful message this morning and been enjoying the good ministry of the co-workers and then it's been good in the dining room to have the wonderful meals, the wonderful fellowship on the ground, a nice room to stay in. This afternoon, we'll look into God's Word. They've sung about the land. We'd like to look at Isaiah 26 and verse 3. We'd like to look a little bit of what He can do for you and I. Isaiah chapter 26, reading but one verse, verse 3. Thou wilt keep Him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusted in thee. For a little bit this afternoon, I'd like to speak to you on the keeper, the keeping, and the cat. The keeper, the keeping, and the cat. Now, if you were having problems around here and you really needed a, an, an investigator, and I would come and volunteer and tell you that I represented the FBI. I'm sure that the president would be thrilled and all the faculty and all of they were having some real problems that couldn't be dealt with unless there was someone that could find the cause. And I would apply for the job. He paid $1,000 an hour and I could use a few hours of that kind of work. And so I applied 
And uh, then somebody would step up and say, now, I've known Monty Mahoney ever since he was a child, and I've never known of him ever knowing anything about uh, uh, the law enforcement or the FBI. And so they'd begin to inquire a little bit more, and they'd say, now, are you sure you, you belong to the FBI? Can I see your badge? And I'd say, well, I belong to the FBI, the fat boys of Indiana. And then they'd say, we don't need you to work because we're not looking for that kind of uh, uh, FBI man. We're looking for someone that really knows what they're doing. Well, I think before we jump into this thing too far, we ought to look into who the keeper is. Look at his qualifications and see if the keeper really qualifies to be the one that you and I would commit everything into the big hands of, of a holy and a just God. Now, if he was everything, well, let us look for a little bit. We begin to read in God's Word where it says, There thou wilt keep him. And if we want to know something about the thou there, the God that's represented, or, or the Son that's represented there. And we begin to read in the Word where it says that he's a counselor, and he's a prince of peace, and he, he's a mighty God. And that begins to thrill me because there's times when I need someone to counsel with and someone to talk to and someone to share with and the we are's of the night and his number's never busy and he's always on the line. He's there but no matter the, the time, night or day, he's there. And so I'm glad that I know about this counselor and this prince of peace and this mighty God. I, I want to know more and more about him. But, but Lord, is there more that you can tell us about the keeper of my soul? And, and I want to recommend him to others. Uh, the Bible says he's the rose of Sharon. Uh, and he's the bride of the morning star. Uh, that ought to be enough to get us excited. Uh, that we know one uh, who is the rose of Sharon. Uh, and the bride of the morning star. And there's times when you and I need uh, the help uh, of the rose of Sharon. Uh, we need to be there in the garden uh, where the rose of Sharon is at. Uh, we've been in the farms and we've had uh, pitchforks thrown at us. And we've been, uh, you know, farmed here and there. And, and the picket fence here and there. And, and the stickers uh, that are there. But he is the rose of Sharon. Uh, he's the bride of the morning star. Uh, he's the fairest of ten. Thousand uh, to the soul. Uh, he's the rock of ages. Uh, I'm glad that he's the one. Uh, we're founded uh, upon that rock, the rock of ages. Uh, I'm glad that you and I, uh, in this afternoon service, uh, can be founded upon the rock. Uh, and that rock is Christ Jesus. Uh, I remind the fellow kind of got carried away in his testimony and he was testifying. Uh, he said, I'm knee deep on, on the rock of ages. Well, uh, I don't know about being knee deep on the rock of ages, but I'm glad that I'm on the rock and that rock is Christ Jesus. Uh, regardless of uh, what comes our way, uh, I'm glad of the qualification uh, of the one, uh, the unmovable one. Uh, you may shake on the rock, uh, but the rock will never tremble. Uh, he'll be there uh, in the darkest hour, uh, in the loneliest moment. Uh, those times when you need him, uh, he'll be there. Uh, why? Because uh, he's the counselor. Uh, he's the prince of peace. He's a mighty God. Uh, he's a rock of ages. Uh, he's a rose of Sharon. Uh, he's a bride of the morning star. Uh, he's the omniscient one. Uh, the all wise God. Uh, I'm glad he knows everything. Uh, for a while I thought the only one, only one that knew everything uh, was my mother-in-law. Uh, but I found the Lord uh, and I found out uh, that God uh, is the omniscient one. Uh, he's the all-wise God. Uh, 
He knows uh, how you walk and how you talk. Uh, he knows those things you don't know. Uh, sometimes uh, things come your way and uh, it just befuddles your mind. Uh, you hardly know just which direction to go. Uh, and then uh, all of a sudden, uh, you just think, well, I need to go to God. Uh, and you go down before the Lord. Uh, it's good to take your Bible uh, and go down before the Lord. Uh, it's good when you go down before Him uh, and begin to call upon His name uh, and to realize uh, that He's the omniscient one. Uh, he's the all-wise God. Uh, he knows uh, how to solve every problem. Uh, he's the master of every situation. Uh, but not only is He uh, the omniscient one, uh, He is uh, the omnipresent one. Uh, he's everywhere. Uh, regardless, uh, you may get into trouble and get in over your head, uh, but I want you to know that you'll never get in so deep. Uh, but what God, uh, if you're trying to serve Him, uh, will reach down His big hand, uh, put His big arm around you, uh, and help you fight the good fight of faith uh, and help you out uh, of the battle the onslaught that is on. Uh, he's on my present uh, when you're there. Uh, maybe uh, somebody's uh, really speaking out uh, against you and saying things. Uh, I want you to know that he's right there. Uh, don't, don't get rattled about it. Uh, when the dust settles, uh, when they get all the hot breath out of them uh, and there's not much left of them, uh, then you can just say, well, uh, I'll pray about it. Uh, I'll talk to my Lord about it. Uh, there's not much they can do about that. Uh, he's the omnipresent one. Uh, he's right there. Uh, he's the omnipotent one. Uh, have you got those you're praying for? Uh, have you got children that's gone astray? Uh, have you got loved ones today without God? Uh, they're out there away from God. Uh, they're caught uh, in the jaws uh, and in the snares uh, and in the junk of the world out there. Uh, and it seems like there's no way out. Uh, I want you to know uh, about an omnipotent God uh, that's able to reach down deeper than the stain of sin. Lift them up out of deep mire clay and set their feet upon a rock and there to stay. He's able to save from the guttermost to the uttermost. Our God is able today. He's the omnipotent one. But you say you don't understand, Brother Mahoney. They've messed up their life. They've just made a mess of their life. What can they do? Or what can we do? Or what can God do? They've messed it all up. I don't know, but I'll tell you this, uh, my life was all a mess, uh, and the puzzle of my life uh, was a real puzzle. Uh, there was pieces strung everywhere. Uh, I didn't know what to do, uh, but that night at an altar prayer, uh, I turned it all over to God. Uh, he's putting the puzzle uh, back together in my life. Uh, he'll put it back in your loved ones and friends. Uh, he's an omnipotent God, uh, a God that's able, uh, able to save. Uh, I'm glad he's still in the business today. Uh, I'm glad he's not on vacation, uh, and he didn't put a time limit on it, uh, that he was going to quit saving uh, in 1990. Uh, I'm glad in 1991, uh, our God uh, is omnipotent today uh, and able to save. Uh, I'm glad he's on the throne. Uh, I believe he's qualified, don't you, uh, as the keeper uh, of your soul and mine. Uh, but not only is he the keeper, uh, there in Isaiah 26, uh, and in verse 3, uh, says, Thou will keep him. Uh, he qualifies in my book. Uh, I trust he does in yours. Uh, let us look at the keeping uh, in perfect peace. Uh, isn't that a wonderful word today? Uh, they have their little peace treaties. Uh, they have their little uh, sessions together. Uh, they try to get everybody to agree. Uh, but I tell you what, uh, you know more about it than I do. Uh, I'll guarantee you uh, there will not be peace here uh, until the Prince of Peace returns. Uh, there will not be peace. Uh, they can sign all the treaties. 
They can circle it in red if it helps any. But I want you to know this. There will not be any peace except for the children of God. And God's granted to you and I as the keeper of your soul and life. He's going to keep us in perfect peace. Isn't it good to have peace way down deep in your heart when all is going wrong? When you wake up, young lady, some morning and the phone's ringing and the babies are crying and somebody's knocking on the door and you've got so much work to do you know which way to turn. I want you to know you can have peace in your heart in that very time when it seems like all is on ice and all is skidding here and there and it's almost out of control. I want you to know there's a God who says I'll keep you in perfect peace. I call the perfect peace of God. I was in a meeting, in a camp meeting and I was preaching. I was preaching fast and furious and I was going at it. I try to tell people if you listen faster, I'll get too quicker and you'll get to go on out and visit where it's cooler. So if you'll listen quick this afternoon, we'll get out a little quicker. And if I don't get out as quick as you think, oh, it's your fault. You didn't listen quick enough. But anyhow, as I'm preaching away, I got through. A lady came right up, motioned for me to come over, and she began to read my pedigree. She said, don't you know you don't breathe properly? Don't you know you go all the time? And she began to paint all those obvious pictures, and I worked on it. And the more I worked on the worse it got, so I quit before it got any worse. But I'm trying to tell you, she was reading my pedigree. And then I I just listened to her, looked at her, and blinked my eyes a little bit. And finally, she began to get down to the real core. She didn't believe in what I preached. She didn't believe in being sanctified holy. She didn't believe you had to be sanctified to go to heaven. She didn't believe something. It wasn't the mannerism. It was what the content that was represented out of holy read. You can pick. But I want you to know in the midst of that, there was a perfect peace and calmness in my heart. I didn't smack her upside the head and tell her to get on out of here. I'm the evangelist. You go, no, 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 no. I grant you there's been some that have come up. I want to stick my tongue out at them and tell them to go on. I didn't want to mess with it. But oh, no, down in my heart there was a peace, a peace that passeth all understanding. God given and placed it there a few years ago. You can have that peace way down deep in your heart. I was out the evangelistic work. I was headed for Pennsylvania. For revival meeting, I got up on uh, on 465. I just gotten off uh, on 70 and heading out. Uh, I didn't quite make it to the first rest area. And the old uh, two-seater gas engine that I was driving uh, on the 45th wheel, uh, all of a sudden, uh, the motor was making a lot of noise, but I wasn't going anywhere. Uh, I eased off to the side of the road. Uh, I checked everything out. Uh, finally, uh, I made my way east and slowly. Uh, the only way I could get there along beside the road. I got into the rest area there and I called around and come to find out my transmission was going out and, and I was going to have a big bill there. I knew I didn't have uh, I didn't have the funds in the checking account uh, and I didn't have to look in the savings account because I didn't have any. Uh, and I'm not saying if you've got one it's wrong. Uh, no, no. Uh, I think it's good and that's wonderful. Uh, but I call, answered a call of God uh, and I didn't have uh, I didn't have any, any savings uh, to pull out of and I didn't have the funds uh, and 
I was concerned about that transmission. Uh, and I sat down a little while. Uh, I prayed a little while. Uh, I made a phone call uh, to a friend of mine. Uh, I thought would loan me the money. Uh, I called him on the phone. Uh, told him where I was at. Uh, he said, you stay right there. Uh, there'll be somebody to come and get you in a little while. Uh, to make a long story short, uh, in an afternoon service, uh, a little bit of guy pulled in uh, with an old jalopy uh, of a, of a, of a, of a, a towing truck. Uh, and he was going to look and he said, uh, am I supposed to tow this in? Uh, I said, who are you and who called me? And on and on. And I said, yeah. Uh, he said, they didn't tell me it was this big. Uh, I don't think I can pull that thing. Uh, I said, well, I can't. Uh, the transmission's out. Uh, he said, that's what they said. Uh, he said, I'll do the best that I can. Uh, and I said, well, if you don't want to tow it, uh, there's a church just a few miles away from here uh, where I can park it overnight. Oh, he said, let's take it there. I can get you that far. So we did. Uh, pulled it in properly. He took the truck on in. Uh, I went in the next day uh, to get the truck, and it was all done uh, to get started uh, towards my revival meeting in Pennsylvania. Uh, and when I got there, the thing, uh, Brother Millie said, it's already been taken care of. Uh, the fellow said he'd take care of it. Uh, we're going to send the bill to him. Uh, I said, you can't do that. said, we already have. Uh, I'm talking about a God uh, that is bigger than you and I, uh, a God who is able to give us peace uh, in the midst of the storms uh, and the trials and the tests uh, and the battles all around the we serve a God who keep us in perfect peace. You remember that time when you didn't know how you was going to meet the bills that were coming in. You went out, you got your mail, you opened it up, and you wondered why somebody had written to you and you opened it up, and a hundred dollar check fell out there in your lap. It was exactly what you needed. That's the God that I'm talking about. You remember that those Bible school days when you had a letter you wanted to write home. They're your folks, but you didn't have the money uh, for the stamp and didn't know where you was going to get it. Uh, and on the way to the post office, you found a stamp by the wayside. Uh, that's the God that I'm talking about. Uh, don't worry and fret. Uh, some people spend all their time worrying and fretting. Uh, I was in a home uh, of a lady not long ago, and she uh, was just uh, all just like this. She's walking the floor. Uh, she was all nervous. Uh, I said, ma'am, what in the world's wrong with you? She said, I'm just so concerned. No, she said, I'm worried. I'm just worried. I said, well, if you tell me how much worry it's going to take, if two hours worry will get this problem out of the way, I'll take an hour and you'll take an hour and we'll get it out of the way in an hour's time. Now, that's fair enough, wasn't it? She looked at me and said, you're crazy. Well, I knew that. I've been told that for many years. She said, what do you mean? I said, doesn't the Bible say, why pray when you can worry? She said, no, silly. It does and say that. I said, no, it doesn't. The Bible says, pray and commit it all in the big hands of God. The worry works. Oh, it won't do any good. The worry and the fret over it. You might as well just commit it in the big hands of God. And there to believe the Lord will bring perfect peace in your heart. Glory be to God. He's one who's bringing peace to your heart and mind. I was in a meeting. There was a young man in that revival meeting. I asked the pastor about him. He said, what's wrong. I said, there's something about that man. He's troubled. He's hurt. He's broken. Oh, he said, you think there's church problem at all? I've been in his church. I was there in revival meeting. There's nothing, nothing at all. Why, it just 
going great. Uh, time went on. Uh, they were there every night except services in their church. Uh, on the last Friday night, uh, pastor invited them up while he was running the van. Uh, I went into my fifth wheel. Uh, I took my quick shower. Uh, I got over there. I wanted to talk to that man. Uh, I washed his face night after night uh, as tears would run down. Uh, his wife, as she'd sit there, uh, biting on her lower lip, the tears streaming down their face night after night after night. Uh, I knew there was something. Uh, and so I went over. Uh, I sat there in the living room with him. Uh, I said a few things, you know, uh, about good to have them and on and on uh, and about being in the meeting. Uh, and then I said, how's everything going uh, at the church? Uh, when I said that, uh, it's like I just poured hot scalding water uh, right down over him. Uh, and I sat there uh, as he looked at me. Uh, as the tears welled up, his chin began to quiver. Uh, and his wife appeared in the door uh, almost uh, with a look on her face. Uh, and I thought, oh, Mahoney, uh, you big old dumb Kentuckian, uh, why didn't you just crawl on the rug uh, and just keep your mouth shut? Uh, but, but finally, uh, I got enough of myself. Uh, I got all of myself enough. Uh, I said to him, uh, it's all right. Uh, you don't have to talk about it. I'm, I'm sorry uh, I said anything. Uh, but if you want to talk, uh, I'd be glad to listen. Uh, and a little bit, he began to share. Uh, thought everything was going good. Uh, they took the boat on Wednesday night. Uh, before revival started the church on Friday night, uh, and they had voted uh, on him that night. He got a unanimous uh, unanimous vote that night. Uh, unanimous. It was all no's. Uh, they didn't want him to pastor. Uh, and he said, I don't know. Uh, he said, I didn't want to go back Sunday. Uh, I don't want to go back next Sunday. They don't want me there. Uh, every time I go to my study, uh, and I stopped him there, uh, I said, every time you go to the study, uh, the devil jumps on both shoulders uh, and says, now nah, I'd blister and burn them. Uh, this one, this one, this one voted against you. Uh, it begins pretty, you know, unanimous. Uh, that's pretty clear who it was. Uh, and, I, and I began to share with him. Uh, and I said, I tell you what you're going to do. Uh, you're going to pray. Uh, you're going to thank God. Uh, you're going to preach love like you've never preached it before. Uh, you're going to present to them uh, the unsearchable riches of Jesus uh, and the love that brings peace in the heart. Uh, and they've fallen for this time. Uh, he said, if I know my heart, uh, that's what I want to do. But I, these thoughts keep coming. Uh, I said, that's the devil. Uh, he'll be there. Uh, help Jesus come to take us home. Uh, he said, I'm going to do it, Brother Mahoney. Uh, I'm going to do it. Uh, I want you to know we can have peace in our heart. Uh, a peace that is real. Uh, a peace that's satisfied. Uh, not only uh, is he the keeping in perfect peace, but the death uh, whose mind is stayed on thee. Uh, it's harder uh, as you get older uh, and you have the aches and the pains. Uh, and a author uh, begins to act up. Uh, and oh my, uh, how they oversight us. Uh, and all of those cohorts. Uh, somebody said, I believe it's Doug Slark, uh, said those guys were bad guys. Uh, they like to hang around around the joints. Uh, well, they do. Uh, they'll hang right around the joints, uh, but they'll hang out there. Uh, what are you trying to say, Brother Mahoney? Uh, well, you'll find uh, as those things begin to come, uh, you wake up with your mind on your ailments and your sickness uh, up in the day uh, before you begin to realize uh, you're serving the same God uh, that give you health and strength uh, in your youth and was there uh, in, in those great days that you lived. Uh, I want you to know that our God uh, is able to keep us uh, whose mind are stayed on him. Uh, I'm glad to keep. Uh, we can keep our mind on the Lord. Uh, though those ailments may come our direction, uh, sickness may lay us low. Uh, I'm glad we can keep our minds on Jesus uh, and say, I'm going to serve him. Uh, I'm going to live for him who died for me. Uh, glory be to God. Uh, I'm going to stay sweet right down through the years. Uh, 
see what God would have me to be. I'm glad we who are being deaf can keep our mind on him because we trust in him. We trust in him. Don't hold anything else. Don't hold to the material things of this world. Being a graduate of GBS I'll not get you to heaven. Being a part of a denomination or a church I'll not get you to heaven. There's only one thing and that's the precious blood of the Lamb. And if you and I get saved by the precious blood, we want the blood, the atonement to abide until that day when we are called home to be with him. I know as you and I begin to live the uneven journey of life, I know when retirement comes and some are living for the day of retirement. Just can't wait to retirement. I had one to look at me. He said, I just couldn't wait till I retired. All the things I was going to do, all the camp meetings I was going to take in, all the traveling we were going to do, and all the support and work I was going to do around the church. But he said, you know, now that I'm retired, I'm physically not able to do the things I thought I'd do, and I don't have the money to go all the places I plan to go and to give all the projects that I plan to give on. I want you to know that God will keep you right now through retirement. Through those years, oh, when it seems like the devil wants to put you on a shelf, but God don't put his people on a shelf. There's a work to do. There's a worthwhileness to do. I walked into a home, a lady of 82 years of age. I just come from the funeral of a man, 27 years of age. He died suddenly, went out to meet God. I walked in her home that day. She said, you had the funeral today, didn't you, Reverend? I said, yes, I did. She said, why couldn't that have been me? A young man, 27, had his life to live. I'm 82. Why couldn't it have been me? I said, cause God, what that's not true with you yet. There's a word. He wants to shine through your 82 years of experience and help somebody else along the way. You think God can use an old woman like me? I can't do anything. I can't even come to church all the time. What can God do? God can do great and marvelous things. Though the years have come and gone, keep it all right there in the big hand of God. The keeper of your soul of keeping you in perfect vision to keep your mind stayed upon him because he trusteth in thee. I remember a few years ago when Brother Adcock came down with his sickness. I said in his classes, he and I had grown close. He'd held every Bible meetings and we'd been close. We'd had many prayer meetings together. I told my wife, I'm going to call Brother Adcock. I know the devil's fighting him over this sickness and not able to preach. And so I got into my revival meeting and they had a phone in the church and I said, man, it hooked up in my trailer. I made that phone call. And on the other hand, I began to speak to Sister Adcock and she said, oh, he's here. He'll want to speak to you. And I began to speak to him a little bit. I began to, to talk about what the Lord was doing and he always loved for somebody to use one of his outlines. And I said, I used one of your outlines the other night, Brother Adcock, and there was 20-some at the altar, and I shared that with him, and he got broken up on the on the other on the other end of the line. Uh, he said, oh, I wish you here uh, so we could have a prayer meeting. Uh, well, I said, we could have a prayer meeting. Uh, before we close, you lead us out in prayer. Uh, and Brother Adcock let out, uh, our loving Heavenly Father, uh, I could almost see uh, as I was on the end of the line here, but a little bit, uh, we got beyond the bell telephone, telephone system. We got hooked up to another line. Glory be to God. What long 
uh, in the Shekinah. Uh, we had a great prayer meeting. Uh, time came and went. Uh, we had a conversation. Then uh, in between, we stopped by to see him a time or two. Uh, he often said, oh, uh, if God would just touch me, I'd preach. Uh, I told him I'd preach. Uh, but then I told him, Brother Tony, uh, if he chooses not to touch me, uh, I love him just as much. Uh, and I'm going to live for him just like uh, he touched me. Uh, and that's a God that you and I serve. Uh, even right down to the very end, uh, a year ago, the church was good. Uh, and they, and they give me uh, a trip to Florida for pastor and appreciation Sunday. Uh, give me the money to go to Florida. Uh, take a week's vacation. Uh, I went down to Florida. Uh, before I headed home, uh, I called uh, Sister Adcock up. Uh, I told her we were heading back that way. want to stop by for a little bit to say hi. Uh, she said, you're going to stay tonight. Uh, you're going to know we're going to stay out uh, towards the interstate. We'll just drive by. No. Uh, she said, your motel's already taken care of. Uh, right here tonight, we drove in. Uh, we stayed there that evening. Uh, had a wonderful evening. Fellowship together. Uh, the next morning, we went to church together. Uh, on the way home, she took us by the cemetery. Uh, just a year ago, uh, we went out to Oldbury, Georgia. Uh, that little place there. Uh, little sobs there now. Uh, habitats there. Uh, as I looked on there, uh, I thought of all uh, of the learning and all of the experience. Uh, all the preaching, uh, the many times he's been anointed. I don't know why God uh, didn't touch him. Uh, I don't know the why of all of that, uh, but I know this. Uh, those words echoed back of Mahoney. Uh, if he doesn't touch me uh, to preach the gospel, uh, I'm going to love him just the same. Uh, I'm going to see uh, I'm going to see uh, inside the city. Uh, I'm glad you and I have that hope uh, on this Monday afternoon, uh, a memorial day. Uh, we can mark it down. Glory to God. Uh, I'm going to see the King uh, someday. Uh, they'll not crown Jesus till I get there. Uh, I looked over. Uh, Sister Adcock was knocking the tears. Uh, and I said a lot of things we don't understand. Uh, she said, no. Uh, you know, uh, my boys told me uh, as they were there did all they could. Uh, said, Mom, uh, a lot of men are screaming and cussing uh, from all that he's going through with his disease. Uh, but said he don't have anything in there. Uh, it's all been taken care of. I thought of that. Uh, we serve a God who is able to keep us up. Uh, it will keep our minds stayed on Him. Uh, don't go worrying, well doing. Hold steady. Uh, get a new grip and a new hold. Let's see inside the city. Let's see all the way. Let's be there when they crown Him, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. If you love Him, raise your right hand. Praise the Lord. You're dismissed. God bless you. Good. I don't want to take for granted the heritage of holiness that has been passed on. I don't want to lose the fire. Thank you for listening to Convention Pulpit, a ministry of Interchurch Holiness Convention, featuring Wesleyan voices past and present. For more sermons or for more information, visit www.ihconvention.com. This ministry is made possible through the financial support of our listeners. You may give online at ihconvention.com or send your donation to IHC, Post Office Box 99, New Berlin, Pennsylvania, 17855, USA. I don't want to lose the fire.